Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, today I am going to talk about another important fruit to have from the Holy Spirit, and that fruit is called the fruit of faith. So let's go ahead and define it. Faith means complete trust or confidence in someone or something. It also means belief. Now, the scripture reference that I use comes from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And it says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot yet see. And again, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And that's from the New Living Translation. Now, faith is one of the most important fruits of the Spirit because it's the whole concept of faith that helps connect us to Jesus. Unless people actually believe that Jesus existed, then trying to tell people how their life can be better with him will fall on just deaf ears. As the Word of God is taught, The Holy Spirit touches the life and hearts of people to draw them into a relationship with Christ. As their relationship continues to grow with him, they will start to hear his voice even more. However, people have a hard time understanding the ability to have faith because people just need concrete evidence for something to exist or to even take place. Usually, if they can't see it, they question if it really is going to happen. Now, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 says, Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faith. And again, that's Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Regardless if it is your word or God's word, it normally is not enough for people to conclude a result or action will take place. They have to have proof and to see that it is going to happen for them to trust and believe in it. It is important to understand that when God moves and acts, it is because he says so according to what he wants to take place. It is this belief in him that guides you into having the faith to trust in his will and in his ways. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And again, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. You have to believe him and trust that he will do what he says he will do. 
As he guides you into understanding his character, you begin to follow the path that he leads you on. I do understand that it does get hard for some people to wait on God because many times they want God to give them what they want immediately. People don't know when God's timing is and how long they may have to wait for a situation to take place or even to be resolved. Even though a person may say that they don't have the patience to wait on God, sometimes a level of faith still develops and grows because regardless of how long you have to wait, at some point you initially still trust God to give you an answer. When you can't wait on God and you decide to handle the situation yourself, you have lost the faith in believing that God will do what he says that he will do. Your faith can also be decreased when you don't get the answer that you were hoping to receive. Losing the patience to wait on God or giving up on him because you didn't get what you were wanting can cause you to make hasty decisions that may not be in your best interest. Regardless of what the situation looks like around you, you have to have the faith that he knows what is best for you and when the right time is to make it happen if that is his will to do so. When you have decided to have the faith in God, it means that you are going to have to surrender to him completely. No matter what you may think, what you know, how you feel, how you have always done it, when you decide to give it to God, you must do just that. Once you have surrendered to him, seek his guidance on what to do next. As time goes on, you will start to become more obedient to his authority and you will start to see him work things out for your ultimate good. There may be times when you don't understand it, nor can you explain it, but you know without a doubt that it was God. More importantly, when God works it out, you can just sit back and let him move. God teaches each of us valuable lessons of faith through the people whose lives he has touched. As circumstances and situations occur, people don't know how to handle them. In the midst of chaos and confusion, God's people can become the most vulnerable. When a person is vulnerable, they can have a tendency to make unethical or illogical decisions based on fragile emotions. No matter how small the situation or circumstances may appear, the emotional attachment can be so large that it takes a person out of its natural elements of decisiveness. And as a result, they can fall off the wagon. It really does take a true commitment to follow and trust him. You have to decide to be all in for him. It is during these times that the Holy Spirit can get you back though on track. When you have submitted to him and allowed him to handle the situation completely, you will see him starting to work the situation out again for you. As God moves in your life, he will guide you to share your story with someone who may be going through things as well. When you are able to just see how God has brought others through similar struggles, then a connection is made. 
It's your testimony that helps build a relationship with someone else. As a relationship is being built, the Holy Spirit will touch the heart of the individual, causing them to have a desire to have faith in him also. Now, once they have opened the door to their heart and to be open to receive Jesus, then he will be right there with open arms, welcoming them in. Keep in mind that the more you share your stories of Jesus moving in your life, people will continue to grow in their faith by trusting and waiting on him to move in their life also because they are seeing the connection that they have. It becomes important for them to not just look for Jesus to do something for them though, but to really have a sincere desire to want to build a relationship with him. Now, on another note, the Holy Spirit is always there and he wants your relationship with him to grow and to mature daily as you seek his face. Having the faith and trust may be difficult for you, especially when things are at a heightened level with you because you don't see him moving in your life. So let me just ask you, how do you handle that? How can you open up to him when you can't see him working or moving in your life? Now, it may require you to take baby steps in the beginning, but please, please try to just at least take the first step. It starts with you talking to him in prayer and asking him to help you. Now, if praying is new also, then say that to him. He already knows where you are on this journey anyway. He is not going to require you to seek him with a long, structured speech. That is why he searches the heart, because he wants your conversation with him to be authentic and genuine. He doesn't want you to come to him in an artificial way. Now, it may be hard for you to even know when God has moved in your life. On pages 517 through 519, I share with you some examples of faith that are listed in the Bible from the book of Hebrews. You can also go to your Bible, of course, and read it as well. It is listed in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 4 through 40. Now, you will be able to see the faith and the trust that people had in God in bringing them through, regardless of the impossibility of circumstances that they faced and the lack of rewards that they saw on earth, they still had the trust in God's promises that he told them. Now granted, I know those are stories of people in the past, but there are people of today who can share their stories of faith that they have had in God, especially when trial and tribulations have come their way. The thing that you have to keep in mind is that you have to get to a point where you trust God no matter what the situation looks like in front of you. Can you believe that he will do what he says he will do? Can you believe and have the faith that the situation or maybe it's a person will come to pass as you wanted it to? Now Mark chapter 11 verses 23 through 24 says, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, 
and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. And again, that's Mark chapter 11, verses 23 through 24. The Holy Spirit may seem to challenge you at times to determine how strong your faith is in different scenarios. But through it all, just as the people in the Bible trusted God, you have to have the strength, the courage, and the faith to do the same. It will require some work. It will be a process that you will probably be going through. It will also require you to have the patience, but to continue to keep pushing forward. Whatever your journey may be, please keep pushing through the doubts and uncertainties that may try to form. Remember, the enemy will try his best to make you look at this differently because he knows that if you have the faith in God, then it will definitely make his battles even harder. You may want to drop out because you may say that you don't have the faith like people in the Bible had, nor do you have the faith of people that you know. Please understand that it takes time to build a relationship with God. Also, it doesn't require you to have a large amount of faith for things to start moving in your life. Now, Matthew chapter 17, verse 20 says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And again, that's Matthew 17, verse 20. Even if your faith is as small as a mustard seed, and a mustard seed is extremely small, you can have things still happen for you. Please just try to take a step forward with him and trust him. You may say that it is hard to trust because you can't see him. Well, you can't see air either, but it's there and you know it's there. Trust that he will do what he says he'll do. You won't be sorry that you did and you would have wished that you had done it sooner. Now, on tomorrow... I'm going to be covering another fruit of the Spirit, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.